0: Welcome, um, New Jersey Devil fans, to The Trap. I am Bill Botch, and boy, do we have a lot to cover. Training camp is underway, and man, some of these kids look really, really good. So we're going to jump right into it. Alexander Holtz, he comes out at the Rookie Prospect Challenge, and he scores a game-tying goal. Then he goes out there on the power play. It's in overtime. Nemitz and Holtz are moving the puck back and forth beautifully, rips a huge one-timer and wins the game he looked really impressive comes out after the game you know tells everybody how much he wanted that goal and that was going to be his i this kid seems so determined he's so ready he's he could tell he's put in so much work this off season but i was curious to see what happens when he starts playing versus nhl players and guys who are on a you know nightly nhl roster so he comes into camp and kudos to Lindy Ruff. He puts him on a line with Jack Hughes and Andre Pilat. Now, Andre Pilat obviously is going to teach not, not just Holtz but Hughes as well the little nuances of being a veteran of a guy who's played with Steven Stamkos, a guy that's played with Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point. He's gonna he knows the way that great minds, hockey minds think. Pilate is going to do a lot of the dirty work for these guys. Now, what that's going to do is it's going to allow Jack Hughes to use his speed and skill to move the puck and carry the puck through the ice, but it's also going to allow Holtz to focus on trying to find the parts of the ice and be in the right place in order to let that shot go. Holtz has been a blue-chip hockey prospect globally since he's been about 15 years old, and his Shot was always his bread and butter, but I'm telling you, this kid's game is more well-rounded than people think. He wants to be known as more of a playmaker. He doesn't want to be known just for his shot. And I, and in the in the prospect challenge, he was throwing his weight around. He's not a small guy. He came in a, he came in. He lost a little weight coming into camp because he was working on his skating so much. He looks faster, but he was throwing the body and. He was doing more than just shooting the puck. He was playing really strong. Now, I I was I was worried about how he was gonna look. So they put him out there, and man, does he look sick! He is looks like he is ready to go. He had a beautiful goal where he was driving the net, and Palat had a a, a kind of like a flop flop sauce pass that he had to pick kind of out of midair and settle down, and was able to do that. And and put it in, and then he had another goal that was kind of hard to handle, and he was able to go five-hole on it. You could tell that Holtz is gaining confidence day by day, and by putting him with Palat and Jack Hughes on the top line, it just opens up a world of possibilities for the rest of the Devils lineup. This is a big. This is really big for the Devils. So what it's going to do is it's going to push some of these guys down the lineup and it's going to create more favorable matchups and it's going to make the rest of our roster a lot stronger. It would be like putting on a first first pairing defenseman and it allows your people to slot properly. So it's going to take Mercer off of that first line where he might have been in a little bit over his head. I like Mercer just as much as the rest of you guys. I think he's going to be a very critical part of the Devils team for years to come. He is a guy that he's the only guy that played every game last year. He'll do whatever it takes to win. This is I love Mercer, but it'll push him down to the third line. You could play Halla, Mercer and Tatar and now you have a legit third line that you can roll out there and they could score some goals. They are very they'll be very tough to play against. And they're going to have matchups where you could run that third line out there against majority of the other third lines in the league, and you're going to you're going to have a legit chance to come out favorably. It's going to push Sharon Govich down. He's going to play with Nico and brat And obviously, it's the same kind of situation as the first line. brat is a guy that's going to carry the puck. He's going to allow play to develop. He holds on to the puck. He's patient. He could... Stick handle in a foam booth. And then you have strength down the middle with Nico, who plays a strong 200-foot game and obviously controls the middle of the ice. And then Sharon Govich has that big shot. He's got a heavy shot. It comes off of his stick, and it gives goalies trouble. This is the best case scenario for the Devils moving forward. The third line, like I said, I would probably run Tatar, Holla, and mercer out there and i think that is a line that is just going to be pesky and it's going to be a pain in the ass to play against you have so you have i mean a first overall pick a seventh overall pick you have another first overall pick on your second line i mean brat is playing for a contract these are like this is really setting up to be really nice now what happens is the fourth line starts we have so many people that are fighting for a roster spot, which is like so great to see. It's been such a long time. The fourth line is gonna be a dog fight. And there's gonna be somebody that's there's gonna be multiple people that aren't gonna make it, people that were on our team last year. One of the things that concerns me is that so Zetterlin hasn't been in any of the scrimmages because he had a he had a visa problem. He got in yesterday. He practiced in the morning, but he's a guy who they can't send him down to the AHL. So if Zetterlin doesn't make the roster, he, gets, he goes on to waivers. And if he goes on to waivers, I can guarantee you that someone is going to pick Zetterlin up. The cap is so tight right now that people's bottom sixes are do not have the talent that we do because we have so many young players who are on these entry-level and these contracts that are very favorable. So what I worry about is Mike McLeod should not be on the fourth line at this point. But I worry about Bastion. Bastion is going to be playing for, I think, you have to, and I like Bastion just as much as you guys as well. This is another guy. He had 12 goals last year, 18 points in 72 games. He plays a big physical game. He's a big kid, obviously. Um, but does he have the upside that Zetterlin has? And Zetterlin has been a guy that's been in the Devil's Pipeline for a long time and has been our best prospect for a long time, too. And I think... Zetterlin's 5'11", but he's 220 pounds. He could play just as physical, just as pesky, with just as much tenacity. He's faster than Bastion. He's got a better shot than Bastion. I think that Bastion might not have a place on the roster. I would probably go Wood... I would probably go Wood, Boquist, Zetterlin, or try to fit... Andreas Janssen in there somewhere, but I I have a feeling that Bastian's not going to make the cut either, which would be sad to see because he's always been a team player, and when we got him back from Seattle, obviously the fan base loves him, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens with him. But these are good problems to have. We have we I mean, and you, if you run out that fourth line, if you have let's just say Wood, Boquist, and Zetterlin. Name another fourth line in the league. I mean, obviously the Islanders have always had a good fourth line, but name another fourth line in the league that has that much talent on it. Not just guys that are hard to play against, but actual talent. You want to go score some goals? Wood could score some goals. Boquist has talent. Zetterlin has talent. So you can roll four lines, and once you get down into those bottom six, we have some really favorable matchups. I like I would put us up against I'd, you know, bring bring whoever you want. I I like the way that we would set up. It doesn't just go with our forwards either though. It goes down to our defensemen. I've been super impressed with Marino. He's looked great in scrimmages. I didn't realize how fast he was. He definitely has some giddy up to him. He's been keeping up with Jack Hughes. He is going to be, I mean, to have Marino as a third pairing right defenseman, I would challenge you to find another defenseman in the league who's a third pairing right defenseman that's as good as John Marino. And I want to shout out the guys from Devils Insider, Devils Daily. Those guys have always done a great job and I'm just they brought this up the other day and I'm just re, I'm just bringing it back up because they were 100% correct. When else are you going to have a better time to try to groom one of these kids in the 6th or 7th defenseman spot? Kevin Ball and Nikita Ohutuk, they are positioned perfectly to see if one of these guys can become a legit NHL uh, left side defenseman. Both of them have different attributes and can add different things to the team. Ohutuk is obviously incredibly intimidating, which I like. He plays with so much fire and so much intensity all the time that he's a guy that you have to be aware of when he's on the ice because he will try to take your head off. And not as a dirty player, but it's kind of nice to have somebody. His favorite player growing up was Nick Cromwell. And I mean, how many people have we seen get Cromwalled? And you're like, holy smokes it changes a game. It does. It changes a game. Look at Jacob Truba. I hate him, but you want to throw Jacob Truba out there and have him trying to take runs at Jesper Brad or Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer. Well, we can throw a out there and he can, and then Panarin better keep his head up too. And Zibanejad better keep their head up too, because they can get decapitated when this kid's on the ice. He's a guy that, after the whistle blows in front of your net he's going to he's going to give you a face wash he's going to grab you from behind and throw you on ice like we haven't had that in so long we i like that i want some intensity i want some intimidation he's a recluse kevin Deneen was saying you know he scares me a bit like but he also scares the other team So you don't know what you're going to get from him. He's probably going to give up more opportunities to the other team. But when you're playing and insulating him with a guy like Marino, it allows him to kind of learn. And if you're giving him limited ice time, I I like it. Now, Kevin Ball, on the other hand, he's obviously 6'6". He comes in at 230 pounds. But this year, I'm telling you, his skating looks a little better just from the scrimmages and the practices that I've watched. He looks like he's skating really well. He's making very smart decisions. Um, I kind of thought he didn't play as physical as I would like him to last year when he came up and played with the Devils. But in the one scrimmage, he did take Bastion out, and uh, which kind of pissed Bastion off. Bastion went after him a little bit. But you have two amazing options that it—they're not just kids that could grow at the team and be a future a future part of the team. But they also open up the cap space for you because you're not going to have to pay them the big money that you're going to have to pay Ryan Graves in order to stick around. So regardless of who you like, get one of these guys involved with the team. Have them be the seventh defenseman. Have them be part of the team and travel with the team and be included. And it's like it's no harm, no foul. I, I I would prefer to see one of these kids on the ice over Brendan Smith. Brendan Smith we know what he is he wants he came out and said I want to be a vocal leader I want to be a veteran presence I want to be able to stand up for guys he's a big dude that's all great but these two kids are I mean they're just put in such a good spot right now that I I want to see what they can do with it so really really encouraging stuff seeing them uh, out there Uh, It was great to see Jonathan Bernier out on the ice. You know, uh, the Rat Pack, uh, the the Brat Pack, the Brat Pack had Twitter spaces and they had Julie Rubenheimer on, and she was saying that they expected Bernier to come back by Thanksgiving, which I think was a shock to everybody. Hip injuries, especially for goaltenders, are no joke. And then he ended up coming out and was practicing, played in a scrimmage, Looked rusty, obviously. He hasn't played in a long time. But Bernier, when he played last year, he was good. And when he played for Detroit the year before, he was good. This is going to be interesting to see what happens uh, when if Bernier comes back around Thanksgiving or uh, before the new year. So we're going to have three competent goaltenders. And I'm curious to see what happens with that. Um, Another guy who I'm curious to see what happens is Fabian Zetterlin. So, like I said, he had some some visa problems. He ends up coming over. And I'm curious. I want to see where Lindy Ruff puts him on the roster, who they have him playing with, and how he looks, because I think that they're going to give him a serious chance to make the opening night roster, but he's got to grab it. He has to go after it. He has to play physical. He has to play with speed and show his shot off because if you're going to waive a guy like Bastion, it has to be for good cause. So I'm looking forward to watching him play. Um, Amanda Stein, she released an amazing article on NHL.com, which I highly encourage. I posted it on my uh, my, uh, Twitter account. If you guys haven't seen it yet, it's about how Nico Heischer's idol was Roger Federer growing up. Obviously, Federer had just has just retired, played in his last match, and it was about how in 2017, Nico met Roger. They're both obviously from Switzerland, and he, and Nico was so impressed with the class and um, and how starstruck he was to be in the presence of his idol. It was really cool. Um, Nico, I think, is he was saying that Roger Federer to him was like as perfect as you can get when it comes to being a professional. And then Roger Federer goes on to talk about Nico and about how it's great to see this extremely talented hockey player who's going to represent Switzerland. Moving forward and he wishes him the best and he's a good kid and he was you know hopes that it he, he's not injury prone and and the rest of this I think Nico is about to take the next step as a captain originally when they gave him the captaincy I thought it might he, you know he was young he was very young and he hadn't really produced too much yet and I thought maybe they kind of jumped the shark but I was wrong and Nico looks like he is about to take the next step as as far as being a leader. The press conferences that he's had this week have all been great. He looks like he's going to be, he looks like a Jonathan Taves or, you know, or a a Patrice Bergeron-esque type of guy with the answers that he's giving. He wants to lead by example. He says he's going to be more vocal. He's gone and reached out to Andre Palat and Brendan Smith and talked about leadership and the guys that they've been in a room with and what the attributes that they bring to the locker room. I'm really excited for Nico Heacher this year. I think this is where he really grabs the team by the horns and he turns us into a winner. You know, they asked him, they said, what do you you think is different about this year than last year coming into camp? And he was just like, I just have a good feeling. I have a, this is going to go well. And you don't have to go into details. You don't. He's, when you know, you know. And he's going to do his part to be a leader. And I am very confident that he is going to have a huge year. Now, another Swiss player that I'd like to go into is Jonas Siegenthaler. Um, there is an article that came out uh, Ryan Novosinsky from NJ.com. He came out and he was talking to Siegenthaler. And Siegenthaler said that he. Took less money because he wanted the devils to build around him and have cap space to build the team around him because he knows that they're onto to something special and that they can become a winner. How good is that to hear just in sports it's like you see so many of these guys who you know they jump from team to team to team and they never win anything. They, they do. They make a lot of money, and I get it. You have a short l- window, and you have to set yourself up for the rest of your life. But this is a kid who's young, and he wants to be part of the team long term. And he played on the Swiss, uh, the Swiss World Junior team with Nico. And Siegenthaler looked straight up cocky out there in the scrimmages. His skating looked insane. I mean, he is such a fluid skater. He can flip his hips. He just looked so confident. He's a guy that, I mean, I'm not even going to hope that he – not that I'm not going to hope, but I don't expect him to even take his game to another level based off of what he did last year. He was our most consistent defenseman. And as far as analytic numbers goes, he was one of the best defensive defense shot suppressing defensemen in the league. If he had any type of goaltending behind him, those numbers would be even higher. So just from, and I'm, you know, it's only, I'm not not trying to get ahead of myself. It's only been, you know, one or two scrimmages, but I'm telling you, he looks really confident out there. Um, And it's just really good to see He's a guy that once the Devils start making the playoffs, he's going to be an extremely important factor. He can play, he can chew up a ton of minutes. You can put him on uh, the left side with Dougie, and it allows Dougie to hop into the play and use his offensive ability. I really, really like Jonas Siegenthaler, and I thought it was a real classy move, and I hope that it can lead the way for some of these other guys just for Brett to not take, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to get everyone for every penny. So that was a really feel good story. If you're a devil's fan Um, that kind of got passed around. And I was saying, I hope I can see, I hope I see some Siegenthaler jerseys in the rock this year. Now um, as a season ticket holder, the, the ticket um, packages are arriving to the season ticket holders this year. It's, they're, they're beautiful. It's got the 40-year anniversary on it. It goes over the history of the Devils in there. It has all kinds of cool stuff. Tomorrow, we have Devils hockey. We have Devils hockey tomorrow. And we have four games in five nights. So this is all starting right now. This is going to be a fun year. I don't know why, but this year feels a lot different than the other years. Now, I might have said that last year too, but I really believe that this team is on to something right now. And I think that the Holtz piece, I really hope that he can come out and impress and keep up this – He's. I'm telling you, this kid is shot out of a cannon. I really hope that he can come out. He wants to make this team. He has the heart, which is what we need. Moving a guy like Zaka, moving some of these other guys like uh, Kokinen, and you get these guys that just didn't have the will. And you get in a kid like Holtz who, hockey IQ wise, mentally, maybe he just wasn't there yet. It took him a little bit. But he has it all, and he looks like he is hell-bent on getting him him a space on the roster this year. And if you put him on that top line and it pushes everybody down, watch out. Because then the matchups are in our favor. And for the longest time, it has been the complete opposite. We have had guys playing over their head for years, which hasn't been fair to them. And then they get shit on from our fan base because we're asking them to do stuff— we're asking them to do too much. So it'll be awesome when we get to see guys who are kind of like, you know, you put Mercer out there against another third liner and Tatar and, and Halla, and they start putting up some goals and you get wood on a fourth line with Zetterland and, and uh, Boquist the speed, like what fourth line would have that kind of speed. So, These are all really good things. I can't wait to see how they look when they're playing versus another team. Um, I hope everybody gets out of camp healthy. That's the biggest thing to me. Um, But this is going to be a really fun week, and it's going to tell a lot. I'm going to be at the game on Thursday, but obviously I'll be watching all the other games. And then we'll. Re- I'll, I'm gonna put together another episode once the preseason's over, and we'll take a look at how things look for opening night moving forward. Um, Mike McLeod is actually in camp, which is surprising to me. He looks like shit, if you ask me. I don't. I don't see why he's even there. Um, but it's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoy these games the next couple days, and then I'll. Uh, I'll have a new episode in about a week. Okay. So, from the trap, Billy Botch, signing out. Peace.
1: Makes you wanna have the other The other half died. The devil inside. The devil inside. Every single.